What's up and welcome to the Slingshots and Swords podcast. This is the only podcast focused on discussing the battles we, as Christian men, face daily while learning how to effectively use the tools of warfare the Lord has provided for us. Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. This quote is from the legendary Vince Lombardi, whose name is on the biggest trophy you can win in the NFL. In this episode, we will talk about a legendary player who, although he did not win one of these trophies, will go down as the greatest running back to ever play the game. He was the reason I always selected his team on Super Tech Mobile. Excellence and perfection seem to co-mingle with each other, but as Christian men ultimately called to live in humility, how does the pursuit of excellence or chasing after perfection fit into our lives? I'm James and I'm co-hosting with my mellow, my main man, Pastor B-Side. Together, we're gonna try and provide a unique perspective on ministry, community, and culture from a pastoral standpoint. So hey B, what's up, what's my, up mellow, my mellow, my mellow, my mellow, my mellow, my mellow, my mellow. <laughs> <laughs> what up, dude? How are you? I'm man? chilling, man. I'm excited because we're gonna talk about some fun stuff today. I mean, not that the other ones aren't fun, but I don't know. This one just is kind of cool. I've been looking forward to this one for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know that intro kind of you know premises that we you know we talk a little bit about football. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so I have to ask this question, right? Yeah. I mentioned this in the intro. Right. What team did you play with on <laughs> Super Tech Mobile? You know what's funny? What was your team? So for all the teams that there were, I feel like people really only played with like two or three teams anyway. Like the other ones were just there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, did you want to play offense or you want to play defense? Because me, I kept it that simple. If I was playing defense, I was using the Giants because Elton yeah. was a <laughs> madman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if I was playing offense, you ha- I, I hated it. Like my soul hurt from within. Because back then, I was a damn Marino fan. You know what I'm saying? Right, so I was right. a Dolphins fan, but you just couldn't stop Bo Jackson on that mess. Like yeah, I was trying sure. to put up 2,000 yards rushing in a game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and you know, like we had some intense super tech mobile tournaments. Dude. Like one of, yeah. my, one of my boys, you know, his house was kind of the place where we played and we'd set up like multiple systems, right? Right. And we had multiple rooms going on. And man, like people would, I mean, we were, we were fighting. Like, yeah. I saw fights, yeah. people getting kicked out of the rooms. I mean, just right. crazy parents yeah. coming in like, all right, you guys got to go outside. Right. Like, this is too much. Well, and it was funny, too, is because, I mean, it came out, but we were still kind of young back then. Yeah, we were so young So I can, like, as you're saying this, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, the fights all probably sounded like little girl fights because we all had little kid voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, they weren't that so you. You full on like haymaker swinging at your cousins and your friends and stuff. But man, it's just it had as I'm looking back in my head now, trying to look at from that perspective, like it'd be pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, man, Super Tech Mobile, like that was the game. You know, like, I'm trying to get one of right, those. And that was like kind of like the precursor to Madden because we also got into Madden. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, yeah. between like Tech Mobile, then Super Tech Mobile hits. And then obviously a few years later. We jump into Madden, and now Madden is—I mean, geez—that's a whole taking over the world conversation, yeah. man. And what was cool <laughs> is for a little bit Madden. Like I remember when Jacksonville and Carolina 
were uh, expansion teams oh, the year yeah. before they came in. Yep. You could kind of do a little bit of that, you know, Bo Jackson style stuff with Jacksonville, where every player, like you could pick a lineman, you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> and run the ball right, for sure. back to the, your end zone, and they run it all the way back down for touchdowns every time, oh, and just run funny. through people. It was. So, you know, right now, you know, on Amazon Prime, you know, there's this amazing, awesome documentary, you know, highlighting, you know, the legend, the man, <laughs> the number 20, Mr. Barry Sanders. And and you know that's my guy. Like, he's yeah, I was going to say, in case guy, the, right? the listeners don't know, do you want to tell them who your favorite player is? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, my whole game, you know, and my whole game was modeled off him. You know what I'm saying? Right, I literally yeah. did everything. Yeah. From figuring out how to do the jump cuts, how to be able to know that I can kind of, because I didn't have much of a line growing up either. So I learned, right. like, hey, you know what? Let me just use them and, like, kind of put them in the way. You know what I'm saying? Because right. they ain't blocking. Right. Yeah. So I really got to learn less all is better. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think what's cool here is, you know, you don't have to be a football fan either to, like, appreciate this documentary. No, not at all. I mean, it, right? It, it highlights a modest, humble and just you know an all-around good dude i think the title is great because i think this means he is done talking about his football career and why he stepped away from the field right because everyone wanted to know like why did you leave like in your prime like blah 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 but i think bye bye barry says a lot yeah (laughs) and it's funny because i think like it, it rivals, like, in football culture, like, the mystique behind why did he retire then, you know what I'm saying, in the whole conversation. Oh, stuff. All the conspiracies, like, rival, like, the who shot JFK type <laughs> conspiracies, you know what I'm saying, That's in a funny. football, you know, in a football setting. And so, it's it, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to see, like, how it was. But like you said, I think it was just one of those feel-good stories to watch him reflect in just a, a clear candid way. He almost had that sense of peace like, yeah, this is the last time I'm doing this, so I'll just, I'll give you what I'm gonna give you, which is the same thing I always give you. Uh, <laughs> right. But, you know, it, it was, yeah, it was it was pretty great to watch and, and exciting to kind of relive those those moments, you know, seeing some of those highlights, like, live on the spot when I was a kid and growing up and stuff like that was pretty cool, man. It, yeah, I mean, Nobody did it like Barry, and no one ever will either. No. Like, they do, the game, it just isn't the same. But, I mean, even if it was, like, you just, it, it, that, that dude was incredible. Yeah, no, no, for sure. So, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, and, you know, let's just jump into this, because uh, the pursuit of excellence, right? I think that's kind of right. what I took away, I think, from this documentary. And then as we were talking about it, I think you kind of were on that same wavelength, you know, of just like, yeah, that that's a, a good conversation. So, so, again, I think that's what Barry was ultimately known for. You know, he was this really hardworking guy that kept to himself, uh, and his play spoke f- for itself. Uh, his dominance, yeah, right? His dominance on the field showed his uh, work ethic, uh, especially since he wasn't known for playing on the best teams, right? I mean, he stayed no. on the Lions <laughs> the whole time. Um, I think they made a couple runs. I think what he played all of his 10 pro football years here, um, and then he played a total of six games in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, not six seasons, not six playoff trips. No, six. Six games. In 10 yeah. years. So the That's f- tough. So the fact that he put up the stats that he did over that ridiculous time span, I think shows right. that he was committed to his craft being excellent in it. Right. And I think one of the things that impresses me, too, is he never had any, like, catastrophic injuries either. 
Like to do everything that he did the way that he did, getting all those stats and stay healthy right, that whole right. time and walk away healthy is insane. But you know, that was the thing about Barry, right? I mean, he he clearly pursued excellence. The interesting thing though is that he he did not pursue the recognition for that excellence which I think is why so many people bug out about him, especially in terms of like his retirement situation, right? Yeah, no, definitely. So, so you know, let's define what excellence is, right? And see what made Barry's approach to it really, really unique, right? So the dictionary says that excellence is being outstanding or extremely good at something. <laughs> it basically describes someone who is the best at something. So pretty that simple, make, That makes right? sense, right? <laughs> yeah. So now remember, you started with Coach Lombardi's quote, right? And, and it was, in case you, know, you, you forget, it's perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. So the question is, is you know, was Barry Sanders actually chasing perfection and by doing so became excellent, like Coach Lombardi said? Or was he just a hard worker? And that effort mixed with his ridiculous talent, of course, that kind of on its own naturally became excellence. And so the reason the reason I ask this is because there's a difference in terms of motive when you back up a second. Before you get to the work and the product, right? The person starting on this endeavor, right? To either be Barry Sanders or to fit within mm -hmm, Coach Lombardi's mm -hmm. quote, you, you, you look at the motive. So if you become excellent because you're chasing perfection, you ultimately have the determined motivation to be perfect. So think about that for a second. Like, I think personally, that requires a certain kind of mindset and commitment, you know, no matter what the person is doing, whether it's they trying to be perfect in the NFL or they trying to be perfect taking out the trash. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you, you got to have a certain way of thinking to go about any business with that mindset. You almost have to have a sort of like arrogance to start with, right? To chase perfection, like... I mean, it's commonplace to hear people say nobody's perfect, but then to achieve that and, and you know, in any craft, I think it's commendable to do so. I'm not downplaying, you know, the, the pursuit of perfection, but it does require a certain mindset, right? In sports, you don't call it really that, right? We call it confidence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but I think that's maybe why Barry was so hard for people to figure out. When you look at his body of work, like the total sum of everything he did in football and the attitude that he had during his time in the sport, he didn't look anything like arrogant, mm -mm, right? Mm -mm. I mean, if he was confident, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he was, like he knew his game, his confidence was a different brand of confidence that I think you saw from most other players, you know, in his era or even uh, definitely outside of his era, right? Like modern times. It didn't seem like he was chasing perfection or even chasing excellence, at least in terms of what the dictionary says and what you just read, right? But what's crazy is he got there anyway. Like <laughs> he was still excellent. Yeah. He was still the best. And that's that's kind of the, the, the weird, unique thing about Barry, right? Yeah, because when it came to, again, breaking records um, and set himself apart from people, he, 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 he just didn't care. You know, he, right. he avoided bringing attention <laughs> to himself, uh, maybe more than anyone we've ever seen in the history of football, um, at least in, the, right. in that group of elite, you know, Hall of Fame caliber type players, right? Sure. Um, I think he just really wanted to win games. Um, he wanted the team to be excellent. 
and individual excellence wasn't really his deal. I think even in that documentary, you know, I think it said like he won the team MVP like just about every year, but like he left right. the trophy like in locker rooms and yeah. apartments. And right. I mean, just he didn't like his his boy had to bring it to him the next yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like when when he was supposed to be interviewed for the Heisman, he straight dipped on the interview. Oh yes, that was great. <laughs> So I think that it's says like, wow. a lot, right? It, 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 it did to the people <laughs> around him, that's for sure. So and you see what I'm saying then, right? I mean, did Barry Sanders really pursue perfection and then land on excellence? It's it's kind of hard to say, right? Yeah, and, and I think the issue is if he did, right, uh-huh. he didn't do it in the traditional sense, right? So the, the, the world, what does the world tell us to do? Grind, but then the way we see a lot of people do it is they kind of, throw themselves out there while they're doing the work, right? To let know, you know, right. let everybody know what they're doing. Like, look at me, look at me, right? I mean, <laughs> for sure. You know, what was our guy, T.O.? You know, I, I, I love, love me some, some me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that's happening. Right. Uh, but it's like the willingness, again, to show up to practice, you know, is celebration worthy on its own, you know? Right. I go back to, now we can bring up AI. Practice? We're not talking about right. the game. Like, So these are things <laughs> right. that have happened, I think, just throughout, like, the sport world so I get it in contrast between a guy like Barry Sanders right and the other Sanders that was actually drafted Ooh. in 89 with Barry Mr. Prime yeah. time right he doesn't even go by Dion right. anymore like he's offended no literally today <laughs> right. he is offended if you call him Dion Sanders like his name is prime time <laughs> so that even says a lot still today right as we're having this conversation for sure but again both of these guys ended up in the Hall of Fame right right in fact and I forgot about this, but watching this documentary, four out of the five top players in the that draft in 89 Yeesh. went on to the Hall of Fame. Gosh, you damn. had Troy Aikman, of course, Barry Sanders, right? Uh, Derek Thomas. Remember, D- and DT oh, was yeah. nasty. Beast. Um, and then, and then, Mister, I'm gonna call him Deion Sanders. Like you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> like right. Deion Sanders. <laughs> look me up. You know, what I'm saying we could have a conversation. Right. <laughs> but anyway. All those guys, again, went about the game differently. But when you look at how, like, Dion conducted himself compared to Barry, uh-huh. I mean, it was night and day, right? Yeah. With those two guys on the opposite it ends really of was. the spectrum. Uh, I thought it was funny. You know, Barry mentioned, <laughs> they're like, how come like, how come you didn't dance? He's like, well, maybe I should have asked Dion and I, he could have gave me some moves or something. Because, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, he had them all. <laughs> Right. And that's the thing. Was he being like, is that just an innocent, like honest remark? Right. Or is this dude taking shots or what? You just yeah. didn't know with this guy. It was so great. And and you know, that's the thing. It's not like there's a written standard, right? And how you have to sure. approach your work yeah. ethic, especially for football. There there just isn't. Uh, you just you just gotta have a good work ethic, right? Generally speaking. I mean, the truth is, is I mean, Dion has not been was never my favorite player, continues not to necessarily be you know, the, the top of the list of exemplary people mm-hmm. I, you know, admire. Um, but I will say, do works too. You know yep. what I'm saying? He worked hard also. He didn't just show up to games and was great. Like, he put in work also, even though he was flashy with his work. But when you look at the example people follow today, I think that's kind of the thing that I was, you know, considering as I was watching this documentary. Do, do kids today or even pros today look more like Dion? Or like Barry, generally speaking, right? Not not any particular, maybe not even in the league, but just across the board in society, right? Especially in the United States. Like, which example in terms of how we approach our work ethic are we seeing? Now I'm gonna pause on that one because that's compelling right there. 
right? right. <laughs> you know, because I, I know that answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's why we got to pause because we all know the answer, but it's just like, Ugh. right? What it, it, man, why you got to be all convicted? Right. I thought we were talking about Barry Sanders. Right. <laughs> you know, so again, so so what we do here, obviously, on the Slingshots and Swords podcast, is compare this type of stuff to scriptures, right. right? So we just want to see what the Word of God says. Kind of how does God see these things? So of those two examples of how to handle your work ethic, I think it's safe to say that the more popular approach is, of course, the loud, <laughs> flashy, dynamic approach. You know, look at me, look at me. Right. Uh, social right. media, of course, you know, kind of encourages this. Uh, but which approach, you know, Barry or Dion, right? More more closely I think measures up to the approach that we actually see in scripture so so we'll jump into this conversation right so let's talk about like the model Christian for a second right okay using those two guys as an illustration because I think an easy person to look at in scripture is actually the apostle Paul mm-hmm. uh, I think an easy verse to look at to to summarize kind of his motive is actually in First Corinthians uh, chapter eleven verse one, and he talks about you know imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Right, and I'm so I mean you look at something like that, and it I don't know it seems to me like Paul kept it pretty simple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He considered himself to be a good example only because he was telling folks in the church to follow his example as he was trying to imitate Jesus, which is the supreme example. So if you look at verses that Paul wrote for example, where I think like Philippians 2 verses 5 through 11, and no, that's not Philippians 4.13, even though we're talking about sports. <laughs> but I think you look two chapters previously, and you can see how Paul conducted himself while trying to imitate Jesus, right? So the verse you mentioned talks about what he was trying to do, and Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 tells us how he tried to do it, right? So Here's the motives behind his work ethic. So here's what the Bible says there. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those of heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So, I mean, when you look at a portion of scripture like this, it paints a pretty clear picture, I think. Jesus, he is God in flesh, but when he came, he didn't parade himself around like that. It's just, it's crazy how he did what he did. You know, he didn't parade himself around like he was really anybody, even though he was the cause of all life. I mean, he's the king of all kings, but came in the appearance of a regular man and also made himself of no reputation. So the the, the text says that he came in the form of a bond servant, which if you don't know, that refers to a quality of servant or slave that wasn't even considered in genealogies as like a human being. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you took the if you if you became a bond servant to anybody, they cross you out of genealogies. Like it was that's how worthless those people were in the culture at that time. And yet Jesus is God. He's in charge of everything, possesses everything, has all power, all wisdom. But he humbled himself 
even to the point of death on the cross where he hung naked on a tree for hours with people spitting at him, laughing at it. You know what I'm saying? Like that mess is crazy. All for the benefit of people who, who, who live as his enemies. And yet, even though he came in the manner like that the first time, in the end, everyone will know and bow down to him, acknowledging his greatness anyway. Right. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty clear picture, I think. Right. Yeah. And, and I had a visual of like, you know, the difference between like Jesus coming into the scene, like, you know how they always be showing everybody coming into uh, the stadium and they're all, you know, coming off oh. the plane or whatever and all the way they're dressed right. and stuff like right. what would Jesus have looked like? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't I don't think he would have had the big old, you know, chain, big old chain with the with the glasses, glasses and, and the, 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 you know, yeah. this oh Uber, goodness. you know, set. So I think we get that visual, too, you know, just in the context of, yeah. like, here's the man <laughs> the man right right. The, and, right and not just the man but the cause of right like the only reason yeah. anybody has a right. life is because of him that's crazy and you know and, and i think again the crazy thing is you know going back to that lombardi quote right uh-huh jesus came into the world as perfection personified right, right. perfection personified coach right. said perfection isn't attainable so if you're Jesus, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet the only one that's ever been perfect, again, in every way you can imagine, took the form of a bond servant, as you just right. mentioned, purposefully came and made himself of no reputation. Right. He might have yeah. walked through the back door at the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me. I mean, he didn't parade himself around. He didn't gloat or boast. I mean, and it was crazy is like what you say, taking the back door and stuff like that. When he did do great things and he did that all the time, he was a lot of times trying to get people to keep quiet about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he healed mm -hmm, blind mm -hmm. people and he's like, yo, just keep that on the down low for now. You know what I'm saying? Like he waited until his triumphal entry to let anybody openly praise him in public. And so it's crazy that that's the example, that's the standard. And that's what Paul was saying, like, this is, this is what I'm trying to imitate. So imitate me as I try to do that. And, and think about how much other scripture points in this direction. I mean, we've been talking about Paul in Philippians 3.8. Paul said that when he did have accolades and achievements before he got saved, after he got saved, he said, yeah, that stuff is trash. Like, I don't care about any of that. You know, and then Jesus said in Matthew 6, 3, look, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. So we probably shouldn't be showboating around with our hands in the air to ourselves all the mm -hmm, time. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, and I think maybe the most compelling one is like in Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Uh, and what's cool about this is we talking mostly New Testament, but you see, this is a constant standard in the Old Testament too. There, the Lord says that the wise man shouldn't glory in wisdom. The strong man shouldn't glory in his strength of the rich man, his riches. The Lord says that we should glory in the opportunity to understand who the Lord is. He said that we should glory in the privilege of knowing who God is, considering how he treats us with mercy. In other words, where we should glory and we should praise and boast is that God lets us know him because he's merciful. <laughs> I mean, that, that seems to suggest the quiet approach to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're for sure. Those two up, like what we were talking about before. And and again, not not that we need to avoid or or reject accolades and wisdom and strength of riches, but it's it's how we handle those things when they do come our way, right? Now, I don't know if Barry 
had the motivation to handle his business this way, like as a Christian. But I got to tell you, the way he played the game, I mean, it reminds me a lot more of Paul does in like Philippians chapter two and what we see in some of these other verses, especially compared to some of those other flashy players that we see around the league all over the place. And you mentioned some before who even in their flashiness will spout off God's name and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, as again, as soon as he stepped on the field as a rookie, I mean, he just took over games, but, you know, he didn't parade himself oh, yeah. around like he was the best. Uh, he scored and, and gave the ball to the ref uh, and jogged off the field. Uh, I remember the, I mean, I went through this myself. Like, I think one of my first touchdowns in Pop Warner, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to dance and my dad was like, hey, dude, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you know, because again, that whole idea of like, know that right. you're going to be back there again. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, we're going to be there all day. So, again, you know, he ran the ball um, and pass block with the same quality of effort. I think he was right. probably, again, one of those solid running backs that actually blocked. Like, right. so, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, he sacrificed his body for the benefit of his team. Um, he tried to keep the attention off himself so that the team could focus on winning as a team. Right. Uh, when he retired, I mean, I love this. I mean, the <laughs> yeah. dude sent a, sent a fax. Yeah. Like a, a fax. That's bad. Uh, no press conference. And people criticized him for that. But it's, you know, pretty consistent at how he handled the, the rest of his career. And, and the fax part I thought was funny. So they're sitting at a table in a documentary with his kids yeah. and his kids were like, what's a fact? And then, yeah. <laughs> and then one of them was like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, just that concept of yeah. like, wait, the so you run this, yeah. <laughs> right. You run this, you know, document through this machine and uh, uh, the machine on the other side right. <laughs> gets it. Oh, that's legit. Yeah. And I was just cracking up. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's so funny. Well, so it's good. funny too. Cause I mean, even at that time, like there was, I, there was email. You could have done that, but he, <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so funny. So, I mean, uh, even still, when you look at at the highlights and the stats and, and, and this dude, he was excellent in every way you just described. Like you said before, he's arguably, well, let me say arguably, I'll, I'll agree with you on it. He's the best <laughs> running back of all time. And I think for right. me, the reason why I, I can confidently say that is it goes beyond the stats. You know what I'm saying? I think when we look yeah. at... Like right now in the league, they're getting everyone together for their Walter Payton Man of the Year award. So it's mm-hmm, like the league mm-hmm. itself recognizes excellence beyond the game. And so right. I think that when he he was not the first guy, of course, um, but at his level, it's hard to find a back of that caliber who also conducted himself in the way that he did. Uh, like like we're talking about now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think what's interesting again, you know, everyone everyone wanted to be like Barry, of course, with his moves and his right. stats, right? Uh, but no one wanted to be like Barry with his approach. I think Ooh. that was the difference, right. right? Yeah, you know, trying to dance, be flashy, right? And and I think. That's what you're seeing right now in the NFL. I mean, these guys are practicing celebrations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think it's great. I mean, I yeah. think it's great. It's funny. Yeah. But it proves our point here, right? Sure. Like, you know, people are spending those times to be like, once it's my time to shine, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to see me. Right. Um, Barry didn't practice any of that. You know what I'm saying? So For sure. And, I'm, and there's nothing wrong here per se. Right. But I think it's pretty clear that a lot of people, again, want the praise and do a lot <laughs> to bring attention to themselves. Right. So from a Christian standpoint, obviously there should be a distinction there, right? And and that's and that's what makes things kind of interesting. Cuz think about this. Was it harder for Barry 
to be as good as he was on the field? Or was it harder to be that good and stay that humble when the whole world was essentially tempting him to be like everyone else, loud, flashy, dynamic, and essentially begging him to be more animated in public? Which one's more difficult there, right? Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting way to put it for sure. Yeah. Um, because again, when you think of genuine humility, uh-huh. or I think the, the new word for that is like authentic, right. <laughs> especially, you know, in the context of scripture, right. you see how hard it is for people to actually be humble. Well, yeah, I mean, in John 10, 18, Jesus himself said that the power required to be humble and like die to yourself, like he said, is the same power required to raise yourself from the dead. <laughs> you know? So in human terms, that means a genuine selfless humility requires a miracle of God in order for it to be seen. Like, I don't think we, we think about that, but that's what the Bible teaches. And I think that's why I enjoyed this documentary about Barry Sanders so much. You know, I think I've seen all the Barry Sanders docu- documentaries and, there, and there's not a lot of them, but I haven't seen one in a long time. So these days, you know, work, life circumstances are a bit different, right? Working ministry full time, Bible teacher, being a dad um, and, and not having been entrenched in the game these days as much as I have in the past, you know, with coaching and playing and those sorts of things. It was, it was easier for me to look at this movie with kind of a, a spiritual perspective to a certain degree right now. Again, I don't know if Barry is a believer. I, I don't know that. I don't know if he was purposefully motivated to be as humble as he appeared to be or if he's just a quiet guy that liked to keep to himself and hated cameras. Like, that could very well be it, too. Either way, I think what was fun to watch about this this time around is that I can say that the Lord somehow used his football career to show a pretty compelling example of Christian excellence. Like he just did. When you look in hindsight, us now, like the comparison we're making, like we're not having to reach very far to get there. You know what I'm saying? We read scripture, we looked at his play and his career, and there are a lot of parallel traits there. So I just hope that Barry sees it that way and can appreciate that like some of the rest of us do, him being a believer in those sorts of things. And if he isn't, then maybe he would understand like, dang, really? Like the Lord, I didn't even know. Like that's kind of the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is and, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, just so reflecting on someone like that uh, and see that, uh, again, you don't have to be loud and confident to be excellent, you know? Right. You don't necessarily have to approach life with the arrogance of chasing perfection. Uh, you can just have integrity, you know? You can work hard and really let the results speak for themselves. Right. And I think especially as Christians, you know, we're filled with supposed to be right. (laughs) We're filled with the spirit of almighty God. Like we should be excellent in the things that we do, whatever it is. You know, like I said before, whether we playing in the league or we just taking out the trash, like we get to serve the almighty God. We get like in Jeremiah 9 that, you know, I read earlier, like we have the privilege of understanding and knowing the creator of all things. We should be excellent in what we do because we have the opportunity to be excellent in serving the Lord's purposes. You know, we see what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11.1 1, and, you know, can look at his life as, an, as another real life example, of course. But I think when you look at Barry Sanders and his approach to football and apply that same principle to a certain degree, Again, I don't think we're making a big reach here to show that that's a pretty compelling example too, that whether or not he is a Christian, the conduct speaks for itself. He demanded respect by just grinding quietly and humbly, trusting his effort and ability to speak for itself. But here, here's the big kicker. 
with the emphasis and ultimate aim of helping his team win games. That was it. He didn't want that personal stuff because it was about the team in his mind. Look, if as believers, we kept our head down and worked quietly and humbly and whatever the Lord has called us to do with an emphasis and focus on encouraging and building up others around us, all while depending on the spirit of God that leads us, look, the play should speak for itself, right? I mean, be excellent in what you do, but to build up the body of Christ so that Jesus gets the glory, right? That's that's the name of the game. That's fire right there. Put that on a billboard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's a lot of words. That's a big billboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, Barry Sanders, you know, obviously pretty good example for us Christians, you know, that we can just go about our business quietly, right. uh, but also be great at what we do, you know, at the same time and, and truly let the results that the Lord provides in that work ethic speak for itself to ultimately glorify God. So, you know, less of us, more of him, right? right. You know, I, I love John 3.30, one of my favorite verses, you know, he must increase, I must decrease. Right. And that's just a daily reminder, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. So again, you know, always good to talk to Mamela, my main man. So make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes of Slingshots and Swords podcast by subscribing and sharing it with at least one other person. That's all we ask. We always ask one person. <laughs> uh, our website, of course, pastorbside.com is where you can find all kinds of exclusive content that we are creating to help give you more tips, tricks, tools, hacks, whatever you want to call it, uh, to put the things we talk about here into practice. Uh, we're trying to, again, load you up with good and godly stuff to win as many battles as possible if you're a husband, a dad, a son, or just a dude trying to figure some stuff out. Right. And you know what's cool is actually, uh, as we're talking about this, I remember we wrote a blog article about this in terms of if you're wondering, man, how the heck did they get this kind of Bible study and verses out of watching a Barry Sanders documentary? <laughs> Funny <laughs> you <sure>. should ask. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a blog article that addresses that exact thing, you know, in particular football and our relationship with it, but how the Lord used our experience in things like football to transform our perspective. Uh, but it starts with being in the Word. So if you want to check that out, we'll put a link in the, in the description here so you can uh, check out that article and others, you know, that go along with what James was just saying. Uh, but also understand that, you know, we also going to load you up with beats like you hear in the background and stuff like that. So anything we can do to, to keep your head focused in the right place and get you some uplifting stuff to get you going, like we're going to provide everything we can to, to help you do what you do as, you know, we all trying to do the same ourselves. Yeah, those background beats too, we kind of hit that night that 90s steez when, you know, yeah, Barry was playing. So, right. you know, yeah, that's all right. you guys enjoyed that. The nostalgia. Uh, but again, <laughs> <laughs> so again, you know, check out the website, pastorbside.com. Um, if you're digging on this podcast and, and dig on some of the other things that we're doing in ministry, uh, please pray and think about supporting our ministry efforts. Uh, you could pray for us. We appreciate that for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> if you're interested in providing financially uh, to support uh, the work we're doing, you can do that through the website in the support section. Again, any contribution amount would be greatly appreciated. So again, we want to thank you guys for just tuning in, listening. Uh, can't wait till we link up again. So until the next episode, grace and peace. Peace out. Slingshots and swords.